You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Podcast dedicated to the TV show The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. And in this case, we are talking about all things Star Wars. Uh, I am your host, as always, Kurt Smith, better known as Edinar. Uh, and I'm just joined tonight by Jake Wilson, better known as Death Squad. How are you doing, Death? Hey, I'm doing good. Sadly, I missed last week because um, apparently my body just needed sleep. Yeah, you basically passed out. Me and Kurt were here like, uh, Where's Death Squad? <laughs> yeah, no, I passed out like around 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. So. Uh, and sadly, we are without Kurabara tonight, so it's just me and, and Death uh, talking all things Star Wars. Uh, so we want to welcome any of our first-time listeners. If you'd like to become part of the Clan of Three community, please join us over at mash.gg slash discord, where we can meet the hosts and talk Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. Where at this point we are talking about all the new Star Wars content that is coming out, and that is the Bad Batch. And that is why we are here. We are here to talk about episode three of the Bad Batch. So last week we talked about episode one and two because we got two episodes. Um, because well, it, they released one on May the fourth, which is the Star Wars holiest day, and then they released one on Friday, and then. So we got two episodes that me and Kara talked about, but you were not there, Death Squad. So I just want to get your quick first impressions. What did you think of the first two episodes? So <clears throat> the first uh, movie, yes, which the first movie <laughs> basically was yeah, um, it was interesting to say the least for me. Um, it took me a little while to get into it because I just I don't know it felt weird, but I liked. Tarkin in it. I liked how they brought him in and his kind of working how um with the G notions and all that cuz I mean before that we've what seen mm-hmm. him once and only the the prequels a couple times in there. Well, okay. I mean, so t- I, I mean for me, I like the movies. I know they probably showed up in like Clone Wars and all that. Yeah, Tarkin Tarkin was in the movies and because he was the the guy in charge of uh you know the the Death Star. He was basically the commander in charge. He is much much more prevalent in the animated series. Um, all of the animated series. He's in the Clone Wars. He's in Rebels. He's in this. So he is like the. I guess for lack of better terminology, he's the like the the, the executive officer. Like so, if you think of a normal corporation, he's like the VP of operations. That comes in and is like, he doesn't really have like any force abilities or anything like that. He's just super high up there. Unlike the, you know, on the food chain because of who he is and what he brings to the table. So Uh, so, um, would you consider him like the big bad of the series? No, no, I don't consider him a big bad of anything, but I think he is the one guy that they can have show up anywhere and it makes sense that makes like sense. Y- you can have tarkin like you can't have emperor palpatine show up everywhere 
that's too big of a deal. You can't have Vader show up everywhere. Or even one of, you know, like Count Dooku or General Grievous or someone like that. They're the ones who are like the like the the, the big bats. Whereas right. Tarkin is more of like the he's a bad, but he's not a big bad. He's like the the it's like their uh, underlings. Yeah, he's the on, like the Empire envoy. Like, if right. we need somebody who you see and know that you know shit serious with the Empire, you show Tarkin, but not super serious enough to be Vader. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that's, I mean, that's the best way I can kind of f- describe Tarkin. Like, he's very important. He's super important. Uh, it's just he is like the VP of, <laughs> you know, uh, like. He's the director of information for the Empire and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I did like the clone, the Bad Batch, like whatever, I forget what they're called, their uh, group number. Whatever. Clone Force 99. Yeah, Clone Force 99. I do like that. Mm-hmm. They definitely, what I did not like in the first episode was the Kanan part. It felt forced. <sighs> I think it was. Um, hmm. It was I I liked it, but it was an unnecessary callback. That's see, it just felt out of place for me. Where mm-hmm. it's like, why the hell is this here? It's like it yeah. really doesn't make sense. They could yeah, use I mean, anybody else, but it's like, oh no, let's put Kanan in. Yeah, exactly. But they needed to like the 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 thing with that is they needed to show a Jedi death that they haven't shown before. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. So, like, Kanan's Jedi, like, teacher has been has been shown, like, in the background of, like, the movies. And they just really, honestly, they just needed a semi-popular, famous Jedi that hasn't, like, they did not show the death scene for, uh, for Order 66. Because they would have to include, like, the Bad Batch. Right. And I, I think this was just convenient for them. I, I think the... Me and Kerr talked about it last week. One of the 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 big things that we we were talking about is like, well, they got Freddie Prince Jr. to voice Kanan or Caleb Doom, and we're like, you're using like a 45 year old to talk about talk as a 12 year old. I mean, he hit puberty hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get dropped. I get wanting people to recognize the voice. I mean, but it's I, it felt unnecessary to have someone that stature. When they could have yeah. probably got a younger kid to, I don't know, just make it feel. Well, the only thing is, is because he did not go by Kane and Jairus. Right. So some people who may have watched a season or two of Rebels or really not watched the one episode where they name him Caleb Doom, like they they may not know it, but then they recognize the voice. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I can really think of. But but yeah, so uh, all right, uh, continue. What are some other thoughts you might have? Um, I said I really liked Wrecker for some reason. Just the big, goofy, strong guy. He he's he kind of feels like he's like the Zeb part, but not he's as annoying. Comedic, he's the comedic relief. Yeah, I actually put him more towards Chopper than Zeb because Chopper was more of the comedic relief in Rebels. I think, I, in my mind, than Zeb and Wrecker to me is is the comedic relief. Yeah, see, I say more of Zeb because he's more feels more of the muscle. You're that I yeah, I can agree with that. 
Uh, it's and I can see that ease in comparison, but I I mean I like I don't want to compare him to Zeb because Zeb is legit. <laughs> it's like comparing something you love to something you hate. Like I like Wrecker. Zeb yeah. is the worst. I don't want to compare the two. That's fair. All right. Uh, any other thoughts you had on the the first two episodes? Uh no, they were interesting. Um, but I, I want to get into this one. Yeah, I have a couple things that kind of tie in from the first couple episodes that. Mm-hmm. All right. I, uh, I completely got. I just want to get your quick opinion on this. So let's let's get into episode three, the replacements. And when I saw the title, I was very dis- disappointed that Keanu Reeves was not playing quarterback. Uh, for uh, the defunct NFL team during the, the strike. Am I the only one? Uh, you do not get that reference. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. God I'm not Lord. a football watcher. I don't watch football. No, it's not a football movie. It, football, it's football movie starring Keanu Reeves. See, during I the don't strike, watch football movies. During the strike, when they, like they had Orlando Jones in it, uh, the guy who did the Sprite commercials. Oh, I remember him from Evolution. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like there was just it was a stupid movie, but it was just interesting, and it was called The Replacements. So that is all I'm going to talk about that movie because no one in this podcast <laughs> I don't know. knows what the hell I'm talking about. Nope. Um, but so we had The Replacements, and it was a very aptly named title. Like once you get into it, so this is the one episode so far where I'll say this beforehand that. <sighs> The Bad Batch story arc in this episode felt very forced. Like, we need to at least show them in this episode for them to be anything. So what happens is we start by the the, the Bad Batch's ship is starting to malfunction. Oh, no. Oh, no. We haven't seen that before. Mm. And they crash land on a moon. Now, this moon, and again, you may not know this. Well, okay. They crash onto the moon. We don't know the the name of the moon. Okay. But they're in there and they're like, oh, lo and behold, we have one spare part on board that can fix this so we can get out of here. I mean, that's usual. There's always Mm -hmm. one spare part of the thing you need the most. But then you get the jump scare of the creature. That that steals that is attracted towards energy essentially. Now this is where it's a throwback, and I did. Have you played uh, Knights of the Old Republic? I played two. Okay, so the the creature that was in there is the Ordo Moon Dragon. Okay, and that's important because we never actually see the planet, but we get introduced to Candorius, Candorius uh, Ordo. And this is, it's, Ordo is actually the name of a planet, and it's a Mandalorian planet. So we do not know if the planet right there was Ordo's or not, or something like that. We just don't know, and it could have just been a throwback to Knights of the Old Republic. But those those dragons kind of did remind me of something from Rebels, which was the, uh, the whales, like the space whales. The Purgle or the, the Purgle, Purgle. Yeah, Purgle, the way their bodies kind of, the, the energy you can see flow through their body, mm-hmm. that, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it, it was cool. So, you know, it, you get a lot of heartfelt moments on the ship where, you know, they're handing out rations and you get the comedic reaction from Wrecker 
And, you know, Omega's like, you can have my ration. And then Hunter yells at Wrecker because he tries to take it like a jerk ass. Yeah. He's stealing. He's, he's literally from, from stealing. He's stealing candy from a baby. Yeah. And it's, he definitely was not going to have a difficult time because he could probably break her in two. Yeah. Well, let's hope that that does not happen. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because he's like a big, soft teddy bear mm-hmm. that you don't want to poke. Exactly. Um, so what happens is they have to go retrieve this, oh God, what is it? This is capacity, uh, the, the power source. So Hunter and Omega talks her way onto, uh, joining Hunter, which let's talk about that for a second. What in the hell are you taking Omega out onto a mysterious moon to chase down a monster who's steer- stealing your power source? To be fair, and they don't have Wrecker. much. Yeah, they don't have much experience with children, so they're like, "Oh, they'll be fine." But <laughs> even I mean, then, <laughs> I mean, even, hey, they're, they're bred for combat. They're not bred for childcare. Mm-hmm. But you left like Wrecker back on the ship. Yeah, yeah. You like know, you you're to- just like I'm going to take Omega over Wrecker. Makes sense, kind of. Mm. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, um, so I, I, I kind of just want to finish the storyline for it. it, and it's jumping out of order of the episode. But like, I just kind of want to get through the Bad Batch story arc because that's not the important part of this. That's episode. not the yeah. That's not the main part. Of this is episode. like this is the force part. So basically, Hunter and Omega go after the the creature. Hunter gets knocked out. Omega realizes what happens and throws her flashlight, and the creature. Chews on the flashlight while she steals the power source and goes back to the ship. But this is my issue with that. So it looks like that thing kind of sucks the energy from it. Is that that's what it does? Kind of like absorbing whatever energy that's at. So wouldn't yes. that piece that it had that she took be probably empty? Possibly, because we don't know if it works like a like a straight up battery. Right. Like that's if you, they, if they plug it into the ship, it can charge it. Right. In okay. it, like that's. The only reason I mean, also like yeah. I let's be real like it's not it's it's, it's not game breaking right but I do like you notice that Omega she definitely likes Hunter because you see her copying in his mannerisms all the time she kind of picked up how to track from him yep and this is well, the thing I was saying from before mm-hmm. how the first was it the first episode where she shot she picked up the blaster shot the guy it's just like, first. oh, this is the first time I shot. It's like, it kind of feels like she is the type of clone that absorbs knowledge, what she sees. But here's but, the thing. Is she force sensitive? Yeah, that's, I didn't think about that. So, like, and, you know, honestly, I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. But, uh, so I can't remember if me and Kura talked about this. But my theory is that Omega is a force sensitive clone. And they've been working on trying to do Force-sensitive clones because they're working on what eventually happened in The Rise of Skywalker with Palpatine and him getting clones because that is not him that we see in Rise of Skywalker. We see clones. Right. Snoke is a clone. So, like, they're working on Force-sensitive clones and Omega, I think, is the first actual clone that they've made that is Force-sensitive. That theory actually makes sense because what they were talking about, Geonosians, how, oh, if 
this project goes through, we won't. Not Geonosins. Not Geonosins. Um, the Caminos. Caminos. Um, hey, I'm you not, know what? I'm you know what? I, <laughs> I, you know what I'll, I'm talking I'll about. Yes, the Caminos. <laughs> I'm not as well versed in uh, terminology as you two. Yeah, it it, ex- it would explain why the heck the Camino, like you know, higher ups are so interested in Omega. Like they could care yeah. less that the Bad Batch escaped. Like let's be real, they don't give two shits, yeah. but they care about Omega. See, now that you say that, that actually makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know I talked about this. This makes me think I did talk about it last week. Uh, is I'm getting a little sick of the same trope that we're seeing with all these Star Wars shows. You mean like the long cuff whoop? Yeah, like thing? like the the Jedi, the, the Force-sensitive child that sees a father figure in another, like, you know, a, a higher up doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be a Jedi, but like, it like shows them the way of everything. Like I, I'm, I, I'm a little sick of that trope. I think we need to move on from that. I want a different type of story. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're different stories, but they're in the same vein kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes rogue one. So good is because it doesn't follow that because you got to think in the prequels, you have Anakin, you know, the kid that sees, yep. like, the father figures and then learns about the Jedi ways. Uh, in the originals, you kind of have Luke, who's not a kid, but, you know, still younger. In the in the, the sequels, you have Rey. In Clone Wars, you have Ahsoka. In Rebels, you have Ezra. In Mandalorian, you have Baby Yoda. And now we have Omega. And it's kind of following the same track. Yeah, in my mind, and I, I want something different, and and that's why some people consider Rogue One to be the best Star Wars movie since the tr- original trilogy, that's because it doesn't it doesn't follow the normal Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's like the whole world of Star Wars. It's like you get Star Wars without the Jedi. I just want to know. I like everything else that happens in the universe. I want to. I want to see. I don't. And that's why I, I think the, the same Mandal- type of stories. That's why I think the Mandalorian is so good. It's because it is not about the Jedi. Yes, you have that awesome scene with Luke at the end of season two, but that is a like an outlier, not part of the show. Yeah, like the show is not about the Force. Nope. So the Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, I I hope I I kind of hope that Omega is not Force sensitive, but I think that's where they're going. Yeah, I agree. I don't, so, I just want less force sensitive shows. Yeah, this shows is a show about this is a show about clones. Yeah, don't introduce force wielders into it. But you know what? In in Dave Filoni, we have to trust because he has never done wrong. <clears throat> yeah, I I believe him. Believe yeah. in him wholeheartedly. So, so all right to end this story arc. Omega and Hunter come back with the the power source and Wrecker, who for some reason wasn't taken along on the trip, built Omega a small little bedroom. Well, <clears throat> well, they're out there searching. He's in there playing interior decorator, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so, actually, you know, a nice thing to do. Yeah. I mean, because they'd kind of get on the ship. Where the hell is she going to sleep? Exactly. And so it's a kid. you're not going to stick him in a hard bunk. Yeah. So that is legit the entire Bad Batch story arc on this. Like they landed, they landed on a desolate planet uh, 
because their plane crashed. The small child and the father figure go off and hunt a creature and they win and then they leave. That's why I say that is like kind of like a pointless. I, it really didn't do a whole lot to the story arc because you already knew Omega had that that father figure mentality with Hunter. Uh, so it didn't really build on that. It just added to it right. a little. Well, the real um, meat and potatoes was the other part. Yes, the real meat and potatoes is the replacements. So on Camino, you have Tark in there, obviously. And Admiral Rampart shows up. Now, Admiral Rampart, for those of you, we talked about this very briefly on the last episode. He is going to be probably the main antagonist uh, of the series, or at least season one. So Admiral Rampart, if you don't remember, when they are visiting, um, what's his name? The clone that defected. Uh, on the planet. He's the one who shows up on the hologram talking about how you need source codes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, he shows up there. He's actually going to be the main antagonist. And what he is, is he's in charge of what we call, uh, what is the name of it? I had it up. War Mantle. Project War Mantle. Now, we've seen Project War Mantle before. Project War Mantle was briefly mentioned in Rogue One when they were searching for it, like when they do the robot arms to search for the, the Dust Star plans. Yeah. You see Project War Mantle in that. And we didn't know what Project War Mantle was, but we do find out in this episode. Project War Mantle is the, uh, what they're essentially doing to replace clones with, uh, with like regular troops like it's their process of getting rid of clones with a much cheaper you know like just recruiting people essentially um and they bring in four people who are the elite of the elite and i I don't believe we got their names no i don't think we did Mm -hmm. um but what Tarkin wants is he wants to see, like, send him out on a test. The test that the Bad Batch failed. So Tarkin sends Crosshair to, as the leader to take these four, you know, mercenaries, essentially, these elite soldiers, out to uh, take out Saul Guerrero's camp on uh, Andra, where, like, Bad Batch was originally sent to take out. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is where you start to see a little uh, some interesting things once they get there, once they get to the base camp and stuff like that. Um, you know, you start to see the, right, for instance, I, I don't know if you caught this, but did you see the green mass on the, the four guys? That is a precursor to they are probably going to be the first death troopers. Okay. Because death troopers were not always pure machine. Right. Originally, they were elite soldiers, enhanced elite soldiers. So while like on Camino, they're probably going to get enhanced somehow and become death troopers. That's that's how I see it going down with Crosshair being their leader. They enhance the 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 rest of them to be the death troopers. Right. Um, This is also the first episode where we see the clones and the, the elite troopers. Switch over from blue blasters to red. Oh, yeah. 
I, like it's I those little, I did it. it's those little things. Yeah, I I didn't put two and two together. But I'm like, okay, I did notice that, but didn't yeah. click. The Empire moves is moving really quick in this series. It is. And it, the thing is, is you just don't know how much actual time has passed. Yeah, and you don't know how much they already had in motion. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it's you just it's it's one thing the timeline on anything star wars has always just been a giant effing mystery to people like yeah they don't go there anywhere. is there is a timeline yes but it's not like you can be like oh it was 6 months from that since that or one month no like they go by years and stuff like that you just don't so you know they they did all that which was cool but then what happened one of the elite soldiers refuses to essentially kill them. Like, they take the base camp, and he essentially refuses to kill the captured rebels. Well, yeah, because he has a conscience. He's he's like, mm-hmm. those are refugees. They're not soldiers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like Crosshair says, well, a good soldier follows orders. Blaster through the chest. Yeah. And you know shit's going down when you see a flamethrower. Uh huh. Flamethrowers are never good in I mean, Star Wars. It got surprisingly dark. I didn't think they would actually s- stay oh, in that, that scene. Yeah, stay in that scene while while they're getting killed. Yes, they didn't show it, but you could hear it. Yeah, you could hear it. I mean, well, okay. I'm gonna retract that. Not all flamethrowers are bad because wasn't there flamethrowers that John Boyega fought or Finn? Didn't he fight someone with a flamethrower? I uh, I don't know. Like right after he killed Captain Phas, or right before he killed Phasma, I don't know. Those 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 sequels are just. I I try not to remember most of it. I can't. I can't remember them. I remember yeah. bits and pieces, but but yes, flamethrowers never a good idea. But yeah, it went dark. Like which I, which honestly, I say I like. I like how they could do that. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a kid show, but mm. hell, I'm almost fucked forty years old. It's and not I'm still watching. This it. is not a kid show. No, it's not. It's, it's an animated show, yes. Yeah. It is not a kid show. Like, Rebels, I think, was a kid show. Or at least started off as a kid show. Yeah, but like, Rebels. This was more uh, teen and above. Yeah. It's kind of like even Family so, Guy. It's, it's on Disney, so it's like you don't kind of really expect it. Well, so was Clone welcome. Wars. And Clone Wars yeah. was not a kid show. It's, I mean, Simpsons is not a kid show. And that's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's only because they bought Fox. Yeah, true. But you know what I mean? It kind of fits into the like yeah, to me, like the the Simpsons type category of like right. young adults to and up. Okay. I can but it got it got dark because like they literally just showed Crosshair murder someone with a hole through his chest. Yeah. Like they didn't pan away from that. Oh no. And the other troopers are just like, Yep, nope, we're good. Oh no no! Oh, you mean shoot them? Yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, you yeah, no. Else. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant turn and run. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna murder all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, we That's, just heard wrong. This helmet's the communication. It's not good. We got to work on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if somebody's like, "Oh, follow my orders," or get a bullet through the chest. Probably like where you want me to go. The order. Yep, yep. I'm good. 
Um, so they do that, and then they return to Camino, and well, Tarkin is very happy with what happens. They don't talk about how, like, Tarkin doesn't mention about how Crosshair just killed one of the guys. <laughs> I don't think he cared. Honestly, yeah. he's like, yeah, he well, they they got the job done. What I found interesting is they found that the they show that the like the sleeping quarters of them is where the Bad Batch stayed. Yeah. I think that might actually come into play a little later when uh, Crosshair's implant starts to wear down and he starts getting those memories back. Well, I think you kind of saw it in this episode, too, because <clears throat> when he comes in, you know, he looks at the markings that they left for their missions and just the way he sits down and just has that look on his face. You kind of feel like something's brewing in that head. Yeah. Oh, for sure it is. But like. So then you get the the ominous end of the episode where Tarkin's impress uh, the Camonian Camino and Prime Minister, uh, you know, is is like, well, we have we have a plan to ensure that we stay relevant with the Empire, and then boom, 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 end of the episode. Like, damn it! I like, know what that plan is it's like, yeah, it's this was okay. I'll be blunt. This is a pretty boring episode. You got yeah. a little bit of story development with the the four soldiers that got brought in, but nothing else was really done story wise. This kind of felt like a just put a little place in this, like a placeholder episode. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they, we the, the the like the Bad Batch story arc literally has nothing to do with anything. No, that that was just. Yeah, we need them somewhere so we could tell this part of the story. Yeah, we we need like a ten minute filler on this episode. Let's give this random story arc to, uh, you know, to the the bad batch. But I mean, hell, what do we know? So it, it'll probably pay off like episode before the end of the season, right? They know. come back and Omega tames the dragon and yeah. rides it into yeah, I mean, who knows rides it battle. into battle and. <laughs> And then completely Darnarius Targaryens the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and she just yeah. burns all the clones alive on Kamino. Oh, that would be drastic. <laughs> yeah, that would be up there. I, you know what? I would applaud them for taking that drastic of a step. But it just right now seemed like, a man, we just need to get them in the episode. And then, you know, Crosshair, I, I don't really feel was... It, <laughs> His story was developed a little, but not too much. I, the big thing is the four soldiers, or three yeah. now, um, and the teasing of them being the dark troopers. I, I, I do like Crosshair. He's so far, he's my favorite. I don't know. It's just his attitude. That voice is creepy as hell. He's a good villain, but I, I'm worried that they're just going to have like one episode where he faces off against them, and then all of a sudden, bam, he's back to being the good guy. Yeah, like, see, like it just in one episode. That needs to be over no. a couple of episodes. I would not be upset if it took the whole season. Yeah, like, I would not be upset if he's still a bad guy at the end of season one. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if he's just stayed a bad guy. Um, because I he's, he's a good villain. He's dangerous and smart. Now, so. I'm going to go on a bold prediction here. Bold prediction. I think Crosshair kills one on the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And I'm calling it now. I think he's going to kill Echo. Yeah. I- like, because if there's one of the, the Bad Batch that they could do without, it's Echo. It's 
Yeah. Because what? Tex. Well, they, you know. I mean, if if you remember the final season of the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch were the Bad Batch pre-Echo. Like, they were the elite group they were before Echo. And then wasn't Echo... Um he was that because I, his head got destroyed. Yeah, well, he, he got, got he got tested on and turned into basically a, a, a droid by the separatists. Right. Okay. And he had all this separatist knowledge and stuff like that. Well, the separatists are no more, so you don't need that knowledge. And what does he bring to the table? Yeah. So, like, I could see that being like the the cliffhanger at the end of season one, where Crosshair takes out Echo. I could see that. And then you, yeah, then you, you say. He, yeah, he's definitely the expendable one. Mm-hmm. And then you go into season two, and season two is a lot of, well, maybe then Crosshair gets his implant removed, or it short circuits, or something, and he has he has to earn the trust back of the rest of the Bad Batch type of thing. Yeah, Dave Filoni should hire me. <laughs> what I want to know is, so tech, so did they were they the ones who? Messed with their chips, inhibitor chips. They didn't mess with them. They're just they deformed. Okay, so they didn't. So, fully, but he's the, like they have the the inhibitor chips. Yeah, but since they're so deformed that the, the they just don't work. So that the thing that um, Tech was building to scan the chip or whatever. Do you think that is what's going to come out to use? You know to. Take the chips out of um, like Rex and all of them. Do you think well, he's Rex, the one who did it? Well, or was okay. it already? So uh, I think they're going to use that to take that out crosshair. Rex already had his implant removed. Uh, okay. So uh, I can I spoil something for you? Go ahead. Okay. So in Clone Wars, when Order 66 happened in the final season, Ahsoka was on a ship with Rex and they all turned and she was able to remove Rex's chip okay and that is how he got you know he didn't like order 66 was not him i fully expect rex to be in this i could see it at some see that's what i was thinking see i didn't watch clone wars so i wasn't i didn't know if he already had it out Mm -hmm. that's why i was thinking that. yeah he got it taken out like right at the end of the the clone wars series um so like it's i fully expect rex to show up sooner or later I think it'll be in there. It just yeah. makes it just makes it, sense. It, it it would feel weird not for him to show up, mm-hmm. seeing who he is, and because he's he's probably the most famous clone mm-hmm. out there. So, uh, yeah, it's he's definitely yeah he, I, he's going to show up sooner or later. He will. So. I mean, what happened? No, they wouldn't have changed their call signs. I was going to be like, what if like Wrecker is one of the the guys on the that whatever eight at that at at that they get found on in Rebels, <laughs> just hanging out with Rex. <laughs> but they changed their names. But they would have to change names, which is unlikely. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's this next season. We didn't really get a big tease on what's going to happen next in the next episode. Uh, we know the Bad Batch is off somewhere to fight some sort of battle, figure stuff out. Uh, we just don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure they'll run into some sort of shenanery. Uh, they'll probably start getting tracked. I, I assume in the next episode or two, they are going to start concentrating their attack on the Bad Batch. 
Like the Bad Batch is gonna do something that's gonna draw the attention of Crosshair and all of them. Because right now they don't give to like again, even for Tarkin, they don't care about the Bad Batch. They're not gonna send forces after four defect clones. Like they're not just not going to. But I think they're gonna do something that's gonna screw with it, that's gonna force them to. Yeah. They have to. I mean, otherwise, what else are they going to do with that? Show? Yeah. Yeah. Admiral Rampart will get affected somehow, and he doesn't want Tarkin to find out about it. And so he sends the crosshair and these new troops after them. Or in this next episode, they could give the, the those troops enhanced abilities. I'd like to see that. That could be interesting. But we, we won't know till Friday. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any final thoughts? No, not in this episode. Yeah, like I said, this was just like a. This, eh, meh, eh, eh. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. it, it was. It wasn't a bad episode. It just wasn't. No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't anything to get super excited about. Yeah, it's not like it's. It's not a bad episode. Like when Kura's here and we have to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, fucking Kura. Fucking Kura. God damn it. Uh, the running joke is people that Kura, since he's not here, but he edits our show, that we are forcing him to listen to me and Death trash talk him because he has to edit it. Now the question is, is will he keep it in the show or not? Yeah. What's he going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do about it, Kara? Yeah, yeah you're going to take extra time, or are you going to let us trash talk you? He's, he's going to cut Ed completely out of the whole episode. <laughs> post it. I dare he's, him to. He's going to cut gonna, me out know, of the whole thing and then just post it. Just set you to some auto-tune. Raise the pitch on your voice. Some of this be Ed. He's going to make me sound like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I came in like a wreck. No? All right, Kerr, make uh, that sound great. Um, so uh, if you do not have anything else, uh, I guess we'll close it out for tonight. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow Mash Those Buttons on Twitter, and that's at, at the Mash Networks. Or uh, you can follow our short show at at clan of three you can follow me on twitter and that's at at ednar 83 or on twitch at twitch.tv slash ednar uh death squad where can they find you at um you can find me on twitter at death squad the letter o um i'm always on the discord just creeping around so talk about anything i don't care creeper and like i said <clears throat> yay got a creep <laughs> creeper's got a creep but you know Come join us on the Discord. Yep. Share memes and... Yes. Memes are the best. That's the best part about Star Wars is the memes. Oh, the memes are the best, man. Yes. Um... So make sure, like like Dust said, join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord over at mash.gg slash Discord. Uh, make sure to share the show with others, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can show your support by becoming a Patreon over at patreon.com slash mash those buttons. Tiers available for as little as $1 a month. We do have a Teespring store at teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And please stay tuned after the show to hear about the other shows on our network. I have spoken. Yes. Later. Screw you, Kura. Kura is a poopy-faced tomato nose. That's right, Kura.
You heard it here. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 